Well, hello, hello, am I on? Yeah, am I on? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Good evening and welcome to this week's uh, pub. No, you no, wasn't no, on. You wasn't right. on, Gail. Yeah, Gail, yeah. sorry. No, 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 no. Shut up, Dennis. Am I on? Now? Am I on? <laughs> am I on now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Shut, shut, shut up, Dennis. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, good evening and welcome to this week's uh, podcast. We're all observing social distancing. What? Oh, oh. What's that? That was that was not sorry. me. Sorry. <laughs> what was Pardon? that? Cheeky. <laughs> Like a squirrel farted. Do you know what I reckon it might be mine? I'm going to switch my thing off. Just do it again. Do you need a reboot? I'm just, no, I'm just going to record. I'll just use the, the, the footage from this because I'm having issues. Right, okay. Whoa! Right, let's start again. Is everyone ready? Right, okay. ready. Am I on? Am I on? Yeah, okay. Right, good evening and welcome <laughs> to this week's. <laughs> um, but seriously, it's getting hot. Right. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to this week's photography podcast. We are start again. You want on going? No, I wasn't. You was. Gary, Gary, just go. go. One, five, four, three, two, Mally, one. Shut up. Go. Right. Okay. Good evening and welcome to this week's photography podcast. <laughs> this week, <laughs> why is anyone laughing? <laughs> You sound a bit muffled, mate. Yeah, oh, right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> should, we just, should we just go straight? Yeah, just, yeah. Just spill your mouth. We were trying to be funny. It didn't work. It didn't work. Well, it worked for us, didn't it? But it didn't work for anyone else. Anyway, good evening. Welcome. All. Hello, welcome to this week's photography podcast. Uh, we're down to five again this week. It's a different one. It's like we've got them on rotation. It's like rotating sick notes. It's like this week it's uh, Jamie's turn. Hopefully, he'll be uh, along at some point with a bit of luck, um, but who knows. But anyway, there's the five of us here. Darren's back. Um, how's our week been? How's your week been, Darren? Yeah, it was good. It was my 30th wedding anniversary last weekend. That's why I couldn't make it, gents. So we had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, just the two of us just doing nice things, a bit of coastal walking. Went to Sandringham, down the woods there, went over to the Fens, a few meals. Yeah, it was nice. So, sorry I couldn't join you, but obviously that was far more enjoyable. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. Without doubt. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. Looking good there, Mally? How, how's your week been? Why, why has everybody got rid of the face masks? <laughs> it's biggles! Look at Mally's biggles! Um, yeah, it's been a belter, it's been a belter. Do you want me to? Do you want me to digress? Do you want me to say? No, it's what? bragging. It's bragging. No, no go come, on. Come no, you said it now. Go on. I, I've yeah, been, what? I've been interviewed. Been interviewed by what? The police? <laughs> Normally. Normally. <laughs> Crime Yeah. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Picture of Shrek. Oh, I'm still laughing at that beginning. Best, best ever. <laughs> Any road. Go on. You've been interviewed go by. I got interviewed, that, yeah, but I, which broken up the week and made me feel like I was actually a photographer for a little while, or video creator. So I, I got interviewed by Greg Schnell. Did which you? Was good fun, yeah, for mm -hmm. his uh, his course, his online course. Um, mainly just because... Um, <laughs> I don't bear to do. Are you cheap <laughs> content? I'm cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. A cheap alternative, yeah. Did he just say, here's, here's how you don't do it? 
he actually said that I'd raised some points that he didn't have on his course, so I was quite pleased with my little self. How did it go? How did the interview go? Did you enjoy it went, doing it? It went really well. It was great fun. He's a gent. He's very professional. And uh, it was all done in one take, of course, Mali style. And then from there on, we had... He'll have to cut most of it by all accounts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think there's quite a bit of it. I was quite nervous. I was quite nervous. But if someone asks you, and it's not for YouTube, so it's not so I can get, you know, the old submarine, or like some people might think, oh, yeah, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it, Greg. I'll do it, cock. No, it's not going on. It's no promotion. It's just to be on his course and... Because um, we, we have a chat now and again, and he's asked me. I'm quite proud, actually. So you should be, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What gap in the market was he missing? Out of interest. Uh, what what kind of market? Yeah. It's a northern pound. He's missing a northern pound. Ton time market. You won't know that one, but ton time market. Used to have sparkly stirs, ton time market, and a little toy shop at corner. Bobby's name was. Uh -huh. I thought he was a pedo, but he, he was. He had a good toy shop. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> That's good to know. Gary's trying to work out how to edit that one. <laughs> you can leave that in. Yeah, just, just keep that one in. But Bob's all right with it. <laughs> so when is it getting released, in Mally, this video? It's on his course. It's just on oh. like for... It's, it's not like YouTube or released... <laughs> Where's Mally getting released? <laughs> yeah, never. I've been in this room all day. Have you? All day. Is that where you work week. as well? Well, same here. It's where I work. Yeah, it's a bit bad that, isn't it, James, when you're yeah. working at the same place. And yeah, then... it is a bit. Do you edit in there as well? Edit. Yeah, do everything yeah. in there, yeah. Do work. Yeah. I've got actually dust in here as well. I've got to do some dusting. Yeah. yeah. Do, we, do we all have to clean our own man caves? Mm. Is that oh, how aye. it works? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, aye. Yeah. Get them tissues off your desk, James. When I, when I'm out on a shoot or something, I come home and it's clean. It's brilliant. Oh, what? And she puts the pictures on the wall. Look at that behind you. <laughs> if that happened with me, I'd be fuming because every I've got organised chaos here. So it's like if if, if anyone yeah. comes into clean, they'll move it, and I'll have not. I'll never find it. Again. It's quite yeah. funny, isn't it? Because I'm looking at. I'm looking at you, Gal, and it looks very sterile. Oh my you know, God. same with you. No and this is probably the same with me. Like, all I've got is two chairs and, and a lamp, but in front of me, along here, I've got a coat that's draped over the printer. <laughs> There's post-it notes everywhere. There's a couple of lenses. Yeah, it's just a bit chaotic on the desk here. Yeah? You have no idea, mate. It's all smoke and mirrors, isn't it? It's like yeah, it, it, it looks like ooh, oh, lovely, yeah. lovely and professional, but literally anything outside of this box <laughs> yeah. is just absolute shit everywhere. Yeah, bird food down the back here. I've got clothes hanging over there. I've got a load of. I've got like cooking stuff sat on the side over here. Oh, it's, oh absolute mess. Not really. It's, it's we should have all of the obligatory uh, shell with the uh, lenses, different lenses on the uh, shelf and etc. Different types of cameras which we don't use. That's true. Oh, man. I've got a couple of cameras on tripods for atmosphere. Well, I, yeah, can, yeah. I, can just, I can just hold that if that's any good. Oh. Here. Here. Just Here. That, like that. This, might, this might upset some, some of the people who, who watch after all the shit I've given it. Oh, what's that? Oh, that, that looks familiar. Oh, look is that, that the Mark II? Look at that name. 
there you go, see? What does, it, sorry, what does it say for, for the people who are not watching? Just uh, it's a, a it's a Canon G7X Mark II. Brilliant cameras, and it's going to be my street camera. I'm holding it to camera. People listening on the podcast, podcast, pod, same thing. Pub. Um, I went to met James, and and we had a fight to the death. And I won. That James is actually a ghost at the moment. I've nice. got the I've got the Mark One, and I think it's a cracking little camera. That oh, it really is. Oh, so I went out for shoot some stills with it, just because I wanted to go for an exercise, a walk. I didn't want to take the backpack, just to go for a big stroll and really enjoy myself. You know, I thought I'll take it with me, not expecting anything. Saw some like a little grouping or whatever you call a, a trees and silver birch. Took Cops. a little shot. Cops, Cops. Cops yes. Went through my little little dark wood, so bad lighting, took a few shots. Uh, got up to the top where my lawn tree is, up Belange, took a few shots. Got home, threw them on computer, didn't think anything of it, thought these are not going to be very good, you know. I know it's a 20 megapixel camera. And I tell you what, the the RAW files off a of Canon, are they like that on the 5D as well? They're very forgiving. Yeah, because they're yeah, forgiving. That's full frame, isn't it? Do you... Um crank oh, the ISO no. up uh, I went auto ISO I, I actually did a few so I tried a few things I went auto ISO then I moved on to just sticking in at 400 like it was film and just shutter priority and then I went from that to full manual and I give it a good workout you know and tried a few different things and it so really when... shot me how versatile that camera is and and it's really it's got me thinking about how i don't get me wrong full frame go out landscape photography my nikon all the all the time always you can tell a difference you can tell the difference but for digital and online i was quite surprised how re but the the thing what got me was the raw files so you guys have not shot nikon david has the raw files, they're quite a solid, it's hard to explain, they're quite a, a, a solid uh, file and, and, and you can really push and edit them, but they're not very forgiving. If you go too far with a Nikon raw file, I find you've got to bring it back a bit, be careful, you know. On this little boy, on this, this G7X, the raw files were really forgiving. I, I could push them and I could pull them and I could try arty effects that... I haven't really tried as much on on the Nikon. I was quite surprised that I, I, the dynamic range was lacking, and I think that's mm. why it was more forgiving because it it was more closer to saying, dare I say, like editing a JPEG, if that makes sense. I, I've gone on there, haven't I? Okay. <clears throat> Dave, on your little Sony, have you taken stills on the? Is it the RX one hundred? Yeah. How, how do you find that compared to your Olympus? Uh, actually, yeah, it's it, it's not dissimilar. They've got the same number of megapixels. Um, but as Mally just said, the issue is always the dynamic range on a one-inch sensor. <laughs> uh, but if if I was pushed and, you know, you don't have to wind the clock back particularly far for what we've now got in a compact would have been state-of-the-art. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, okay, it doesn't have the flexibility, you haven't got a filter thread and all that sort of thing, but nevertheless, uh, I, I was quite impressed with it. I did a shoot with it during lockdown when I went out on my bike down at the Church in the Sea, mm. and so that's the only real acid test I've had with it, but they, they were usable, as Mally says, usable for online and digital, but I, I wouldn't print, I don't think. Mm. Depends what you're shooting as well, isn't it? If, if you're shooting something where it's all about the fine detail, then your full frame, more megapixels is going to come into its own. But if you're shooting something that's about a feeling or a bit of street or you know something yeah. like that, then then those cameras are perfectly fine. I went out with a little yeah. Fuji uh, X. I can't remember what it's called now. I've got it in here somewhere. A little Fuji camera. XT1. No, uh, well, it's, it's even smaller. It's, I have no idea. It's a tiny, tiny little thing. It's uh, here you go. A Fuji XQ2. Oh, and yeah. took that out. It's a, it says it's a one point, uh, F1.8. It's only a little point and shoot, but I, you know, I took perfectly good street pictures with that. You know, dynamic did you, ranges. Did you use that when you went around Cambridge? Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, remember you shooting with that? Yeah, yeah. I do remember that. And it's, yeah. you know, it's not the not the best camera in the world. It doesn't have a viewfinder, so you've got to sort of look at the back of the screen to do everything. But this is something I think we we maybe come on to when we're talking going to talk about confidence and stuff in photography and like that. But I think that using things like that, it's all about the feel more than more than the, the fine detail. It's about the feel of the image you're looking for. You can't go out and shoot a landscape with with your you know your Sony or your uh, Canon. Uh, uh, what is it? G G seven X. You can't you can't go and shoot a landscape. We could, but you're not going to get that detail in. But if you go and do something else where it's not about that, they're perfectly fine cameras, as is a phone, yeah. as is a phone. I think I think we've said this before about the rough-ass end. Sometimes there's a, there's a, a certain touch and feel about an image with that roughness, that, mm. that kind of disabling amount of detail, like you say, streets. I'm really excited to... And I know James sold it me. I think he was thinking I'd just use it for vlogging and video. But I'm actually seeing this now as my iPhone, that camera, my sling with my butties in my popping, city. Yeah. Done. Yeah. No way. It's, just it's get funny. Should, and... It's odd that you should say that, though. For me, I hated the experience of using the compact. It was handy. It was light. I had no trouble popping it in my pocket to take it to the beach. But taking pictures with it, I absolutely hated it because... My main camera is just an extension of my brain and my eyes. I don't have to think about any aspect of using it. And so with this camera, I was constantly questioning the usage of it, and it wasn't an enjoyable experience for that reason. And yeah. I don't see myself ever getting to the point where I've got two cameras because my main camera is 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 what I need for whatever I happen to be doing. I've taken it out on the streets of London with a little 17mm f1.8 and had great fun with it. It weighs next to nothing anyway. I suppose yeah. I might feel differently if my main camera was full frame, but I didn't enjoy the compact experience at all. And mine has got a viewfinder, but I still hated it. I, I, think, yeah, that's a, I, I think that's the thing. Sorry, Gary. Yeah, I think that's the thing, though. It, it, I, th I honestly think that part of the reason Darren doesn't like street photography is because that when he went out the first time he did it, he had a massive, great Canon full-frame camera to do it. 
and there's something really a lot. I get what you're saying about understanding your camera, but but I use the Sony for my street photography, and I've got used to that. And I can just drop that in my pocket, and then I can just you know use a use my mobile phone for a bit of B-roll, or or my GoPro, which is so small. Get that out, and there's something really nice about just not having to like like it's exactly like Maddie says. It's a bit like it's a bit quick and dirty. You know, street photography yes. is quick and dirty. It's not just tweak that, just tweak that, just tweak that. It's like take the shot and just then deal with it afterwards, you know? It's uh, that, yeah, that's a good point, but my mountain photography is quick and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my most of my shots are handheld. My my B-roll is just, oh, quick, grab the, the Osmo pocket and take a bit of B-roll on all full auto, don't care. And so you know there are comparisons i think it's just i think you're right if 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 you're if you're always on your tripod when you're doing landscapes it, it would have a completely different feel to it but i i probably when i'm allowed into the mountains as i am now 50 percent of my landscape photography is quick and dirty do you know what shocked me about this though james well, I, I, I think, it, gentlemen, you're always you're already there. You've got what, touch screen, what such a good David? condition it is, and how well looked after it was. <laughs> yes, yes, that. But and how expensive fact. it was, yeah, and how cheap <laughs> it got sold. The touch screen technology, I've never had it in in so in all my camera, what yeah. I've never had this. And for straight, you can hold it there, that flippy screen. You can waste, and you can just yeah yeah shoot from the hip, as they say. That's what you I meant can, to say. You can tap on the screen to focus and follow. And I was like, this tapping on screen shit. You can so do instant all... instant shutter as well. Yeah. Instant tap, yeah. Yeah, well, I've, I've stripped it down completely, re- got rid of all your dafts. I don't know what you was What's doing. What's the author now? What's it say? Malcolm. Mm. <laughs> I've got the camera and it said, author, copyright Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> that'll just leave the lasting memory that's all anyway I'll shut up now about it just good fun and I, I'm, I'm going to Liverpool next week for doing my first ever street vlog yeah. watch out for are you going to be on your own that or should be fun are you with anyone oh, I'm going, no I'm going on my own and I'm going to torment the life out of the city can I give you some advice go don't on. go to the Baltic Triangle bit it's absolutely on, pants man. I tried to do a vlog from there and I was like where are the people and that was I'm before COVID. Dirty dogging car parks and back of Chinatown. I'm going to all the places where I can get twatted. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, folks. We don't, but... Grime, the grime. I want the grime. I want, I want the reality of Liverpool. So I'm going to have prostitutes on my next vlog, so you must come and subscribe and watch. Cool. Right then, moving on, moving swiftly on. What 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 else? What, what else are we going to talk about this week? Mally, you've been watching some documentaries, and and uh, you were uh, saying about how they how they can be quite inspiring. And maybe, like we were talking, weren't we? We were going to have a conversation uh, about confidence, about how how confidence really affects your how you come across as a photographer, and maybe that Im- impacts on how people view you as uh, view your ability by your conf- by your on screen persona if you like your your confidence uh and i was watching some i watched one of these blog, uh documentaries you were talking about the street and the people there the confidence of them and not only that they're they're actual uh 
their passion and desire was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Massive inspiration to me as someone who actually, believe it or not, lacks confidence um, to see the street. I think it's more an attitude, isn't it? Mm. Mm. I think, James, you have a certain attitude when you hit the landscape. I, I think, actually, all of you have a, 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 a confidence where you know where you're in place. You know, like when you get there, you know what you like, Darren. Your confidence exuded when you was at that uh, shooting the owl, and I, I think I think that adds a quality and gives your work strength. Are you and, are you talking? Was, sorry, are you talking about certain confidence in front of people though? Are you well, street photography? No, any genre and any form of photography. I think it's self belief and a belief in what you're doing and taking. I'm not saying you could sell sand to the Arabs, or but, but it's that kind of idea of if you if you behind your work, and you believe in your work, yeah, can you bring people on side to believe in you and believe in your work more than if you you know you was a a shrew you know I don't here's my pictures you know I think this, I, this I think there's a huge uh, me make a huge point you are. <laughs> Right though, we understand, Molly. You make you make you make a really valid point because I think that if you come across as someone who isn't necessarily confident in their own ability, I, I'm hugely guilty of that at times. I, I, I come, I some, I'll often say, "Oh, I'm not sure about this." I'm not, you know. But people who say, "I struggle with woodland," for instance, when someone says, "I struggle with woodland." People, I would imagine, people instantly then watch and go, "Well, I don't want, I don't want to watch them talk about woodland. They don't know what they're talking about." Whereas if you go out there and even if you feel you struggle with it, say, I know what I'm doing here. Even if you come back, come back with, you know, not so great images, if you put yourself across as someone who knows exactly what they're talking about, people are more likely to follow you, even if your work is, isn't as good as maybe someone who comes across as I'm not sure what I'm doing. You have a switch though, Gal. You have a, this switch. You'll go and you're like, oh, no, I'm not, you know, you'll get, oh, no, this isn't great. And then you go, oh, look at this, it's a banger. Boom, and there's the picture. There's a switch with you. I don't recall Gary ever saying that to me, No, no, he's not. But you know what I mean? I, I, I have seen you do that, where you've gone out and, and a, there's a story, but then you produce the, the goods. And then, I'm not saying you're confident, overconfident. That, that's partly what we're talking about, really, isn't it? an overconfidence, an ego. But even with yourself, I don't think you do yourself justice there because when you've put a picture out and you can tell you're proud, it's a good shot. You know it's a good shot when you say it's a good shot. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Probably, and that, and yeah, that, because I normally say everything I do is rubbish. So. <laughs> yeah, but but then you will you will do it and you'll go, yeah, I'm happy. And, and you know it's without... It, it's a... There are a lot of people out there, though, who are hyper-confident. The, the belief is so much in what they've done and their ability that they're selling it to you that you can almost be in a trance thinking, that's a great picture because he said it's a great picture. Yeah. He's just told me it's a great picture. That must be a great picture. It's a bit like the Emperor's Clothes. Yeah, is it? I was thinking that exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're trying to sell yourself and you're trying to promote yourself <clears throat> then you have to be confident in your work even if deep down you don't think it's particularly fantastic because if, if, you, if you are trying to sell images or you're trying to 
sell yourself to do workshops or whatever that may be that'd be foolish to to say oh I'm not too sure about this but for the for the majority of us who just enjoy photography perhaps for, for for what it is I think then we can we can cut ourselves a little bit of slack and, and say I'm not too sure about this particular image at the moment or I'm not overly confident with woodland but I'm trying to I'm trying to improve my, my woodland photographer to you photography to use that as, as an example I think if you're not trying to sell yourself you can perhaps be a little bit more honest on camera lovely yes exactly that honesty I think shows in certain photographer won't say any names but even top flight photographers and there's a certain lady absolutely adore her photography and she's very unassuming and very much like uh, there's a joy to her work and it's not about an ego or uh, shouting from the rooftops the work does the talking mm. the photography does the talking it's very you easy know. though for the, for the photography to do the talking when all you're doing is photography do you, do you, do you get yeah, my point? Yeah. When, when you, yeah, that's a good When point, you're vlogging, man. at the same time, you can talk down or talk up your work. It's like I remember Greg Whitten saying that photography is all about the photograph. Nothing else matters. Not 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 anything else matters. And and that's really true in photography. Yeah, a bit of Metallica there, Manny. There's, that's really true in photography. The photograph is the only thing that matters. But when you're vlogging people i really think people will have a different perspective on your image depending on how you sell it in the vlog what do you guys think to that do you agree or disagree i agree i disagree do you okay <laughs> yes i i would echo what james said last week about it's about the moment it's about enjoying where you are what you're doing and the photography is is ancillary to that Ooh, so that's no, personal to no, you. That's isn't a, it? a curveball because I agree with that. Yeah. But that's a curveball. That's not quite. Um, how do we. That, Gary, you. No, I agree. Explain. I completely agree that, that, that you're doing it for you and it's about that moment in time. And I get that. That's very true. But when it comes to actually judging the photograph, so if you're talking about just purely. You put up. Let's say you, you took all six of us with Jamie here. You put all of our work up and no one knew whose was whose. They would look upon that work. If it's, let's say they'd never met us, they'd never seen us, they hadn't seen us taking a photograph, they don't know anything about us. The only thing they would judge it on is the photograph, right? But if you then did it, if you then showed everybody the vlog that was associated with that photograph, people may view that image differently based on the vlog. Say, for instance, that you had a hell of a time getting to somewhere. Because there's a story about yeah, it. So what David's yeah. saying is an emotional link to it. Yeah, it has yeah. a better meaning, yeah. Yeah. But, but that's, again, that, that's more personal to you, though, isn't it? Yeah, and that but, isn't about the photograph, is it? Really? I think I think what Gary's saying is, though, it, and James, I know you're saying it again, what Darren said from an honest point of view about the story, about yeah. the backing mm. behind the picture... I think what Gary's alluding to and myself is more about look at this picture. It's good. Mm. It's like On a subliminal, yeah, subliminal, isn't it? It's like you wear confidence. I'm and good. You project I'm good, that me. confidence I'm over. Good. If you keep hitting people at face hard enough with a vlogging camera, you can hit well. Telling them you Yeah, because if you think about it, if you've got someone who's telling you all the time, this photo's really good, this photo's really good, this photo's really good, and you look at it and go, I, I, 
can't see it. But then you think, well, is that me? Is it, I, I must be wrong. Because if he's telling me it's really good and everyone else who believes in him is saying that's really good, I must be the one who's incorrect about the quality of that photo. I've done a picture at Wasswater. It's coming out on my vlog if I get my arse in gear this weekend. And it's 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 70% foreground and screen and, and lines leading in. And mountains are in the top third. And I hate it. And then I watched a certain person's vlog the other day. And they put a picture out very similar. But it was lines leading you up. And then the mountains in the top third in the Lake District. And I thought, well, is that a good shot? And then I looked at it and I thought, well, he's put it in his vlog. And this was what this is where it stemmed from. Because I started thinking, I weren't going to put mine in. Because I don't think it's good enough. The mountains are a bit soft because it was F11. I didn't focus stack. I wanted the detail in the foreground and the rocks and the stone. So I'm putting that picture in. Hopefully when I do it on sunday but 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 it, in a way in an ironic way someone telling me on another vlog saying this is a good picture this is why i've put it in has made me put a mediocre image in my next video I'll look out for it folks i'll tell you, can i just ask a, a a question about this seriously because obviously we, we all we all vlog <coughs> so we have to tell a story whilst we're vlogging but how many of us hand on heart knows that they've got a cracking picture on the back of the camera. Yeah. Because very rarely do I, unless it's something incredibly special, like the storm that we had uh, around, because you, you could really tell that that was going to be something that. But apart from that, nine times out of ten, I really don't know how good that image is going to be until I get it on the big screen. I can look at it and think, that looks good on the camera but when I get it on the screen is it as good as I remember it and then sometimes vice versa so do you, do you know if you've got a good image on the back of the camera I think I think I think that's where sitting on images works for me hence why I don't put them out dead quick but when on the back of the camera I, I don't think you can but what what's made you take that image in the first place there must be some sort of traction there surely Oh of, yeah, of course. But, but but when you when you I don't know when perhaps I'm looking at a scene, I'm also looking at the bigger picture away from the camera. I think no, this looks fantastic, and then I'll frame up, and I think yeah, I really do like this. And in my mind, I'm thinking this is going to be a good image. But I don't know about you, but I've got back to the computer and realised that wasn't as good as I yeah. remember it. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's common, isn't it? I think it's common yeah. is that you get back to the computer, it just doesn't look the same, does it? So that's why I think some is it not mm. hard to when you're vlogging as well to really big up a picture because I, I always find it's it's easier to dumb down a picture on a vlog and if it turns out to be a cracker then it's a winner but if you're bigging up a picture on a vlog and it turns out to be a right piece of shit then <laughs> you where do you go vlog. from there yeah I've done that I would I've I would say ninety percent of my images are made on the computer they 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 are they become what they are on the computer once or twice so like for instance honeypot location lone tree lamberis that one i looked at it and went wow that is that that's just 
back of the camera, amazing picture, and it was. And it, and it, and funnily enough, that needed the, the least amount of work out of probably any picture I've ever processed. But usually, especially as well, because I do pan, panos, so I can't really tell. You know, I can see a scene in front of me, but I don't have, I don't very rarely have a complete picture on the back of the camera. It's sort of like one fifth of that picture. But ninety. I think that's. Yeah. On, I think that's a really fair point, and you've got to bear in mind that we can all pick out the odd image where we've looked at the camera and thought, "That's a winner." But when you consider over the period of time how many times we fired the shutter, and you stack it up, you realise what a small percentage that is. But uh, my little technique is is to vlog four or five images and make sure that I've got three out of the five that I can use and give yourself some options because there's nothing worse than getting back with I've got three images and two of them are crap and I've got to make a vlog out of it. See, So I, just, I, just get enough in the can to start with. I've got, a, I've got to approach the same way. I've got, a, I've got to be confident that I've found something decent. And I take a few frames of it and, and unless I'm confident that I'm going to be pleased with that photograph, that's I want to vlog around that photograph, so it's, it's always the photography first for me. As I want, there's the self confidence though. There's that self belief. Yeah, that that's going to carry you three thirds of the way, isn't it? That self belief in yeah. that image. Yeah. So just quickly say, I've got one of those vlogs coming up, probably be in six weeks' time, where I've done a panel of the whole of Windermere. And I was so excited, and I know it's a pile of shit. <laughs> That's the day I when I met you. That's the I day when I met you, Mal, isn't it? It is. And I you told me how good it is. You said at the oh. time, "That's probably the best shot I've ever taken." Those are your exact words as well. I think it was <laughs> the best shot that anybody's ever Anyone. taken. I ever. think that was his exact words. <laughs> Landscape <laughs> photographer for the year two thousand twenty-one was yeah. it? He said to me. No, if you, te- if you tell everyone though. Tell everyone that's the best shot that anyone's ever seen. You yeah. people might believe it, Manny. Exactly. That's the point I was making. And that's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to do a voiceover going like this. That's the best picture you've ever seen in your best life. Picture. That is the best, best picture. picture you've ever best seen picture. in your life. That's the best picture. I'm going to put it in the music and everything. I think David did that and he's last. He's, he's, he's mounting. There was voices in the background saying... Oh, look at me. I am the great Welsh photographer. Look at me. I'm awesome. One frame in in 24 was, D. Griff knows what he's doing. D. Griff knows what he's doing. Why a workshop here? Subliminal advertising. (laughs) Leave it every five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) But I think realistically, though, we we all kind of, you know, we've all been at it a while. None None of us has only released three vlogs. We, we've been at it personally well. We've seen an awful lot of other vlogs. And I think realistically, we've all got a reasonably good idea of whether we've got a turkey on our hands or, or a possible half-decent image. And whether or not our personality is, is such that we go, oh, God, this is terrible, or, or we go, well, this is, a, this is a cracking image. You're going to love this one, boys. Because let's be fair, none of us really are likely to say that on camera. But no. I think that over time we've kind of got to the point where we're at now where we we kind of know what we're dealing with and and we're more hamstrung by conditions by circumstances than by the technicalities of taking an image at the end of the day if great light presents itself on a great subject i'd like to think that the five of us and jamie of course 
would be able to do a half decent job of it. Because if we couldn't, we've got no right to be vlogging, even though we're not offering seven tips to improve your landscape photography. We're still putting ourselves out there. And, you know, we could put images up on Facebook and so forth and and leave ourselves open to criticism. But what we do is we do it on YouTube as well. So we've got another channel for people to say, you're rubbish, mate. And exactly. so, you know. Leaving ourselves open, aren't we, for onslaught? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, by by making comments about people being pretentious, that that never helps either. I, I won't include the I won't include the last one. I didn't go down very well, so I, I'm very sorry for saying that. By the way, everyone, I still think it's pretentious, but maybe you weren't not such a apart, apart from Lizzie Shepherd. Isn't isn't <laughs> photography pretentious though? This is the confidence thing again, alluding to the fact about being confident. Photography in itself, art in itself after many years of trying to be a fine artist and painting abstract pieces from when I was 16 to like 29, 30, it's so pretentious because especially with abstract art, it's a huge amount of like belief and an amount of expression. And then someone looks at it and goes, that's just some streaks on a piece of canvas, you knobhead. Do, do, do you know what I mean? It's like it's like Pete Mondrian or, or or Paul Klee or lots of different artists that I adore and and Jean Miro and it's just some coloured lines on a canvas. Oh yeah. But we're back to the Emperor's New Clothes, aren't we? Look at the most yeah. expensive photo yeah. ever. I don't know whether it still is. A couple of years back, the most expensive photo ever sold was line of grass. Line oh, of water, Microsoft Windows, line of grass, line of sky, and that, Windows and that, desktop. Yeah. Yeah. Some, no, some, James, it it's, it's an image of the River Rhine. Yeah, German, wasn't it? Yeah, what was it? And it, it sold for a ridiculous amount of money, and it's like literally a snapshot, really. But it, it's all. But I, I think more when I'm, when I'm thinking of people exuding confidence, not necessarily so much about the photography, really, but it. A lot of people. So if you're just starting out in photography, for instance, if you watch someone who exudes a lot of confidence and says, this is the way it's done and this is the way to do this, you're way more likely to believe them than if you watch someone who says, oh, well, I'm not sure about this. And I know we go on a journey and, and you know, and, and ours are, you know, great adventures, Dave, and that. Um, I know we go out and take photos and it's all about our day rather than, than instruction. But when you get people who are sort of very, they want they want to present themselves, put themselves across as someone who's knowledgeable and someone who can sell you workshops down the line. If you go out with a, I know everything and my photos, a great attitude, especially when you get new, new people watching who don't know much about photography, they're going to look at them and go, that's who I want to teach me. Even if, even if the standard of their photography and maybe the standard, the technique of their photography isn't up to someone who goes, you know, I know everything, but I'm just not sure about this. You know? Yeah, but don't you think as well, a lot of people that perhaps want to go on a workshop with someone from YouTube is not always to do with their standard of photography. It's whether they feel, I could really bond with that person. I could possibly personality. With, yeah, I, I, you know, I, a bit of bedside manner there, you know, because I, I think I would rather go out with someone that I know that I'm going to get along with rather than, say, a better photographer that comes across as a bit of an arse. <laughs> no, no, but do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, spot on. Uh, this would explain on, why though. I don't get any bookings. <laughs> spot on. 
Yeah. No, it's also because you're not confident enough in yourself, Gary. Well, and I haven't advertised for anyone yeah, yeah. as well. If you, took, if you took the confidence away from Andy Warhol, he'd just be Andy Wah. <laughs> he's dead, isn't he? Well, yeah, but in his time, he was so confident. So, so confident. Mm. It's like Lou Reed. Lou Reed, for me, sorry any Lou Reed fans out there, um, I've tried so hard to listen to Lou Reed and I, I couldn't get any smack at the time so I couldn't really evaluate it how he made it uh, but for me again the pretentiousness and the amount of drug taking that Velvet Lou, Underground Lou right? yeah and yeah. It, it just doesn't work for me it just it just doesn't now Iggy Pop on the other hand and the Stooges that's where oh that's power that's that's some music going on right there. That strip off and let's 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 go and dance, baby. You I'm know. I'm pretty sure Iggy Pop though doesn't go. Oh, I'm not sure about this song. No, he? but well, no, and I'm not saying he didn't take drugs neither. He was but obviously. You won't go to workshop with him, would you? <laughs> oh, what could you? Wouldn't that be good? Oh, I'll make you it. know. <laughs> Sorry, doing impersonations again. Here. Yeah, but what of? I don't know. Spiderman. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna be my dog? <laughs> yeah. What, what, uh, talking about that yeah. um, documentary, I tell you, someone who does not lack confidence, that Bruce Gilden. Has anyone seen? Has anyone else oh. seen Bruce Gilden, the street photographer? He, oof, oh, which one was that? Is that the one in? He's got a camera, right, and he's got a flash, oh, and he Jesus. literally walks up, he's right in your street. face like that. Bang! Takes a shot. Boom. Doesn't care if you agree or not. Doesn't care. No. There's no sort of subtlety or I'm just going to sit back and take it from afar. He's in your face. He's had fights. He's had people, you know. Oh, yeah. Smashed him in the face. I think that's rude. He takes pictures of people as well. I do. I think if he got belted in the mouth, I think, good job. It's like courses, isn't it? There's no filters, obviously. He doesn't know what's right and wrong. I watched a couple of those guys and I thought they were a little bit on the spectrum, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, oh Jesus! Am I am I a ZX eighty one? Rubber I must be because I love Bruce Gildon. I love the fact that he's so in it. He saw the. But then look at Bill Cunningham. Anyone know Bill Cunningham? He's not in that docu. They mention him a little bit, but he's he's very flighty. He's a lovely floaty <laughs> tall guy. <laughs> Bill is Cunningham. he a happy man? He's a lovely, he's a lovely, happy guy. He rides around New York and he's bike. Naked. Do you know? He probably would. Who dares yeah. get his but, car? But, but he gets Stage. in people's faces. But because Bill Cunningham is such a lovable man, he's such a lovely guy, that it's acceptable. Where Bruce, Bruce Gilden, he's like, I'm going to take your picture and I don't give a shit what you think. Mm. And, and, and when you see this, I think life, humans, attitude, behaviour, which leads us nicely into a subject I'd like Darren to just take us on a little journey about graffiti. The graffiti in our world, I think it makes a nice backdrop for photography. It depends where it is. Right, so there was, um, there's, a, there's a building, it was there, there was a building in Cambridge. It was a single-storey building, and uh, it, it was probably about... 150 200 foot long and it was going to be demolished but just kind of imagine this it's a, it's a huge brick facade and it almost had windows it, it wasn't windows as such but there was brickwork panels that were slightly recessed 
and it almost looked like bricked up windows at some stage but I don't know who the graffiti artist was but they was a real artist and they must have got permission because it took a long time for them to do this it wasn't done overnight and then run away and they they created these works of art in these panels and you would drive along the road and I say this building was due to be demolished and I just thought what a shame to take away that work of art because it was incredible so I think graffiti has its place when you see some little arsehole with a spray can putting his initials on a on a fence then for me that's just vandalism or a big picture so of a th- knob uh, <laughs> knobs are forgiven because they're quite funny I think without that's a bit leads something to really. the imagination yeah anyway that's carry on crude, Darren isn't it? no so I do I do think that I, I am a fan of art but I'm not a fan of graffiti. I'm not a fan. Look, I showed you a picture the other day at Hodge Close. Yeah, what's on that? But yeah. You know what I mean? You've got these beautiful rocks, this amazing landscape, and someone's got a spray can and sprayed all over the rocks. Please I think what you're describing there, Darren, I th- sorry, I think well, it's more, it's a wall mural, isn't it? It's like, how do you define graffiti? To me, that's not graffiti. No. It's, it's, it's a piece of allowed art in the right context. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, perhaps I'm saying I'm a, I'm a fan of art more than graffiti. Then. Yeah, I mean, I suppose certainly. I'm thinking it's because it's done with a spray can and it's done outside. You know, I suppose I'm just thinking along them them lines. But it was James. It was. It was a work of art. Beautiful. Yeah. This was. See, I'm a believer of freedom, man. Freedom. No. Well. <laughs> no. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying, Darren, totally. And I I watched Equaliser 2 last night. Have you ever seen that? Was it Edward Woodward? No, well, no. Denzel Washington. It's Denzel Washington now who's playing the part of Edward Woodward. He was good as Edward Woodward in the Equaliser. Ed Three Trees, Uh, isn't he? Ed Three Trees. Yeah, Ed Three Trees. Yeah, that's the one. He would. But Denzel, he's in this community, you know, of... uh, uh, of young gangsters and this young lad wants he wants to be an artist and at the end of the film it's dead cheese the end of the film they keep tagging and spray painting and destroying this woman's little garden anyway they fix a garden up and at the end of the film he's done all these images back in the Italian landscapes you know he got oh and it's beautiful it's still graffiti because it's on a building and I, and I really like the idea that we can turn something bad good so you know the hodge close thing it would be interesting to try and get some like funding to create an area in the hodge close that could represent you mean that place of outstanding beauty which doesn't need graffiti it doesn't it doesn't need graffiti no correct whereas you if you're looking at the underground could you imagine could if you're looking at bronx that needs some there's many a public piece of art in many a place, even in the Lake District, there's public pieces of art. I think that it could be interesting to investigate and come up with the idea of producing a piece of public art in such a place like that. And to get people involved, to even get the, what did you call him? The shizer, the knobhead or whatever. Even to find people who, who would want to express themselves in that place, 
it doesn't have to be a permanent structure or a permanent thing. I just quite like the idea of someone does something wrong, which is natural, we all have, and to turn that into something positive, and I think that's what art can do. And graffiti is a way of connecting those dots and lines together. I know it's awful, but it's also we all make mistakes, and then to see the other side where we can bring people into probably a way of being creative they wouldn't have considered or, or done. I think they should brick up Cathedral Cavern and just get someone to spray knobs all over the brickwork. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Brick yeah, a few with... brick a few bloggers in. <laughs> <laughs> Vlog yourself out of that. <laughs> maybe get everyone maybe get everybody who's ever taken a photo of Cathedral Cavern to write their signature on the brickwork. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be proud amazing. piece of art. No, I, I, I don't agree with you, Maligo, about, I don't think, I think there's a place for graffiti in the urban environment. Like, you look at the northern quarter of Manchester, some of the graffiti there is amazing. And I'm sure not all of that is legal graffiti, and it is absolutely amazing, but it's kind of known for graffiti, so fair enough. But I don't think, you know, going off and saying, right, take some area in Snowdonia or the Lake District and just use that use that wall there for graffiti it, 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 I don't it just it just wouldn't work would it it's just not not totally doesn't fit that's in what would make, that's what would make it work though as public art that's what would make it work as public no. art because it's unusual no I mean look, look, where I live it's not like the Lake District or anything like that, but there's there's a, a road not far from me and it's, it's someone's garden but their garden runs kind of parallel with with a road and they've got this beautiful old wall and someone's graffitied all over the wall and i just think you know where's the respect you know that is somebody's property and we're not just talking about a common brick here we're talking about a really nice piece of stonework and yeah and I'm, I'm guessing i'm guessing that's someone who's like 14 15 years old but if it's anyone older than about 18 then they need locking up because to me that's vandalism Mm. I, I don't mm. go I, you know I, I enjoy art but I don't go down I don't agree with you Mally when it comes to, to, to that oh I right. never said that was right I'm not saying it's right to do that let's get something straight here I'm not saying that that's good I'm completely with you it's vandalism I, I think there's a misunderstanding so what's acceptable I, then to you Mally no, nothing's acceptable but at the end of the day we're all going to burn and die and there's going to be a lot of <laughs> shit left that's like gonna end up covered in sand dust and sea what does it matter at the moment the only problem we have with this is us humans opinion opinion people's opinion well yeah oh, i mean on, the, the, the thing spread is on though, mrs Ma the someone spread on mrs mcdonald's wall and she's frightened inside that's very important that shouldn't be happening but where but are we, we from we've, that's we've just spent what, half an hour talking about gonna do standards in photography and the same applies to graffiti, as Darren pointed doesn't. out. I there there I are never, some, there's some graffiti said. that is... <laughs> but I think the thing about it is there are certain graffiti artists who who understand and know what's acceptable, what, what, what works in terms of a public piece of art and what doesn't. And, you know, uh, of course, everybody immediately points at the likes of Banksy, but there are countless others as well. So, yeah. you know, if you look around the East End of London, some of the work of people like Sick Boy, 
and 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 the whole collective that sort of gathered around Banksy in the early two thousands. In an urban environment, it makes a statement. It's brightening up usually derelict old industrial buildings. So you know, but when somebody's got a nice gable end on a on a domestic property, and some fourteen year old does some gormless piece of vandalism. There's well, a big someone difference. might say what Banksy's done is gormless piece of vandalism. It's only human choice what is acceptable. But I think, it's only I what think you what consider said, acceptable. Like a, a it's only what you consider like that, acceptable. I think that's, well, yeah, but it's not acceptable if it's somebody's property. They don't give permission. But, it, but of course, and, and I never once said said that uh, I, I I thought that was right. I, I completely agree with that. The, the thing but is, the, if, the, if, the if thing Banksy comes if Banksy comes along and and produces an artwork, because what he doesn't do is just tag things. He produces social commentary, very sophisticated social commentary. But in the event he came along and did that on your piece of property. Like the garage in Port Albert, yeah, yeah. that that Did made the him? owner of the garage about a quarter of a million pounds. Yeah, it's like he was won, really pissed off, wasn't he? Yeah, he'd he won was really lot. angry. So, so the thing is, though, that obviously, if it's not Banksy, it's less likely to sell for that sort of money. So, it'd be interesting though if someone came and graffitied that guy's uh, garage door. The garage door was it. It, it was no, it was the back and well, side. Okay, so say they graffitied that to the same standard of art as Banksy, but wasn't Banksy. Would he be pissed off then because he couldn't sell it? Well, so I I mean, would it then become that, graffiti, that, or would it still? No, be he art? just he would just claim it was a Banksy and yeah. flog it for the but, same no, amount. But even if let's say it was clearly not a Banksy, but it was a beautiful piece of work. What's the, did you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah you make a good point. Back to the confidence again. Back to the confidence yeah. again, mm-hmm. and about 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 who you are as an individual. It's it's not okay for a fourteen year old to do something, which I totally agree. We shouldn't have like violence. We shouldn't have death uh, caused by idiots, and we shouldn't have like. Uh, this society we live in that people are frightened that's the thing for me I don't like the idea of people being frightened I think that's horrendous to not be able to go home and feel comfortable in your own home because someone spray painted a big dick on the side of your house or your wall is completely wrong the point I'm making is and and not very well probably is is that I don't think I don't think um the balance is right. I don't think the choices are right. Uh, I think we decide what's right and what's wrong quite easily. Again, the vlogging thing about I say my work is exceptional. Uh, it might be you've you've gone and took a picture somewhere. Okay, it's not a permanent destruction vandalism, uh, which is of Hodge Close, which is completely unacceptable and disgraceful behaviour, but. I like to always think of a positive thing from it is where uh, an art installation or something that is of value. How can we? So but you're, you know, you're comparing apples and oranges, though, surely, no, I'm not. because no. yeah, of course you are, because a graffiti artist, by definition, is completely anonymous. So he's he's saying nothing about Ooh. his work. He's producing it and then walking not, away. No, there's maybe a few that are anonymous. Quite a lot of New York graffiti artists tagged quite obviously who they were 
and you knew exactly who they were. They, yeah, well, they weren't producing work; they were just putting their name. Yeah, but it's a gang, turned, gang turned, relations. But they turned it? into exactly our turf. But they turned into names. They turned into artists, and they who? sold. Who? Who do you have in mind? They, who do you have in mind out of work? interest? I don't know the guy. Spit roast. The tiles. He's good. Superman, is it? Spit oh, roast. Never heard of him. <laughs> made it up. Have you not heard of him? Spit roast. Anyway, you know, the kids. I, I, all I was trying to. Do, do you like Mary Shell? Do we like no. Mary Shell? No, not for me. Right, it's so, a nice piece. Nice piece of art. We know the process of art. Yeah, right. I think so. I think it's some people might say it's a blight on the landscape. Again, it's about opinion, and I understand that graffiti mm-hmm. is wrong. What I'm just trying to illuminate is the idea that it is down to opinion. It's interesting. I, I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's I think fantastic. Secretly, you're an anarchist, Molly. I, I think you don't I like law and order. I don't. I especially don't being lied to by people who are in power because they've got power and they can lie to us. I don't like being lied to. I don't like being frightened. I don't like neighbours being frightened. I don't like people being accused of things they've not done. I don't like society very much. I think the world we live in is so complex, and it it, it isn't that simple as. All right. So do you want do you want me to talk about this this COVID test for for the for the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Because obviously I had to have this op, the deal was that I had to have a, a COVID test. Now, I have got the world's worst gag reflex. Even even when I go to the dentist, even for a checkup, I have to book a, an afternoon off of work and I have to take like tablets to kind of calm me down. So they said I had to have this COVID test. So when they the, the hospital rang me and said oh we want to book you in for the monday i was almost pleading on the phone do i really need to have this test done yes you do right i knew the answer anyway so i took 10 milligrams of diazy pan or whatever the, the drug was that i got from the doctors and um it was i was just i'm so embarrassed because I, I pulled up or helen drove and i was in the passenger seat and you just drive into the car park and there's like a, a little tent and this one nurse came out with a clipboard oh darren knight yeah no problem da, 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 ask me a few questions my colleague will be over in a second as soon as the other nurse started walking towards the car i started gagging i'm already gagging because of the the thought of it Oof. so i'm a 52 year old 15 stone bloke i've got helen rubbing my shoulder like a fat toddler me not her and then she's standing there by the window and literally I'm I'm, I'm I was saying just give us just two two seconds and then and then yeah it's oh, do you know what it's even making me gag thinking about it but right yeah, it goes back to your tonsils isn't it yeah go on Darren show us show us what it, so show us what see, they did don't, don't do that Molly sorry uh, so yeah so it it goes <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting much sympathy mate I, I just want to say sorry to any fat toddlers watching um, I was to referring I was referring <laughs> to myself by being a big fat baby yeah. that was what I was I was alluding to did you have to. to explain it to the nurse though because yeah, she, she's probably thinking I'm no. walking up to this car and this guy is gagging at yeah. me. Well, yeah, I did. I had to explain. And she said, oh, she was really sweet. That's all right, darling. She said, take your time, take your time. But, do you know, they actually warned me about the, the nostril one. 
Yeah. That was I found that was easy. It was the because they put oh. it obviously down the throat. Then they use well, I think they use the same swab then they do. for your nostril. But the thing is, when they put it up, you can slowly kind of back away. But with the throat, you you kind of can't. So yeah, I, I had it done. And to be honest with you, if I'm totally honest with you, it isn't as bad as I'm making out. It's because I've got the gag reflex. If it wasn't for my gag reflex, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know. Don't worry about it, but yeah, it wasn't good for me. But I had it no. done, and I was all negative, so we're all all right. It, it, that's not that wasn't the anti that wasn't the antibody test, was it though? That was no, the, that was just to see if I, I had, it. had it. It's fine. Yeah, so you know, as soon as I come out of quarantine, the day after my op, well, I, well a couple of days after my op, I could have caught it. So yeah. Yeah. I think you're better off to have the the antibody test if yeah. you're going to have it. But I don't want that either. I don't know what that involves. That's just a, uh, a pinprick, isn't it? That's your blood, isn't it? The antibody one. I don't know. But I tell you, you know, we were talking about um, checking prostates earlier on in the podcast. If I could have had the choice, one or the other, I would have let them go wrist deep. <laughs> oh, that's the truth. So, so, so you'd rather have it. You'd rather have it up the yeah. arse than down the throat. Watch as well. They could, they could, have, they could have left their Rolex up there. If I had the choice, yeah, Piece of a bit of orc tree. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely, lovely right. bit of conversation. Anyway, let's let's move on yeah. from my COVID and my anus. How are you doing, Jay? Yeah, I'm sorry I'm late, chaps. Got a bit held up in traffic on the way to the pub. Literally, <laughs> you haven't missed anything. No, oh, really? you've, been, you've probably been talking about me the whole time. Yeah, we've been killing time till you got here, mate. Yeah, yeah. I've been whistling. Sure. Uh, uh, what, what, tell us about your head, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, it was a bandage, Jamie. I know it's come off. Yeah, I didn't like the look of that bandage. It made, made me look a Terry bit of a criminal. Terry Butcher. Yeah, no, it's, it's healing nicely, thanks, chaps. Yeah, I had a bit of a fight with a tree in the garden, and uh, the tree won. Oh. Um, wasn't wasn't very good. wasn't very nice at all. But now it's... I thought you were trying to rip off my look. <laughs> yeah, with your bandanas. Yeah. Oh, it's in the garden. <laughs> I thought you'd gone out somewhere, sort of exotic yeah. on a blog. No, no, it so was. You, you knew it was there then. <laughs> I just walked into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, it on. wasn't as big as it was the last time I was in the garden because we've had a bit of work done in the That's garden. What she and, they, <laughs> and they've trimmed some of the branches off, so it was a, a, a sawn-off branch that was hidden behind a few leaves of the tree and I tried Ouch. to get round the garden corner quite quickly and forgot the branch was there and literally just went straight into it and it it really did clobber me head I did think I was going to end up in A&E but I'm a I'm a bloke and you know I just sod it and I'll just go through it and I'm fine soldiered now. on yeah. brown paper and vinegar <laughs> <laughs> well that's less about your youth condoms Molly <laughs> wire brush and detail yeah, wire brushing dental. Billy. Thanks for asking, chaps. I'm all good, thank you. Oh, good. good. You're looking well. You're looking well. I like the top. You like the top, do you? I like yeah. the top, yeah. It's got leaves on it, I think. He's the yeah. coolest, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He is. <laughs> it's always the quiet ones you have to watch out for, you know. Yeah, yeah. smooth criminal. So now we've got Jamie here. Um, you know, we can dive into another topic. What about um, talking about the, what is it called? Gas, isn't it? Gear, acquis- gear acquisition syndrome. Yes. Do, do, you, do you need new gear or or is it just is it just a want? 
far away. Who wants to do, who wants to have that one? Jamie, 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 go for it. Well, it's the shiny, shiny piece, isn't it? Really, you know, it's that. It's it's the magpie syndrome. You know, it's it's sitting there and it's shining, and you think, oh. But it does it does so much more than the one I've got now, and wouldn't it be fantastic to own it? But deep down, it really doesn't, does it? Really, it's just it's got a few more bells and whistles, and it costs an extra two grand. But do you really need it? Probably not. Has anybody brought, has anybody gone out and uh, and actually purchased like a, a bleeding edge piece of camera equipment? Or because whenever I, if ever I'm looking at something, like especially bodies, I normally go the one the one prior to the latest one out because they're, they're usually not that much, not that much further behind the, the new ones and they're much cheaper. Does anyone has anyone actually gone out and went right? I want this is the late, the very latest thing. I want it. I'm going to. Take well, I'll tell it. you what. I got um, a, a message today from I won't mention the name, but you know, a, a, a guy that we all know, and, and he's possibly thinking about moving over to Sony, and he was talking about the <laughs> Sony A7R4, and asked me like, you know, what what I think of Sony, uh, and I actually said that I. The Sony, the the A4 wasn't out at the time, and I I got the I got the A3, but I don't know if I'd want to go to the A4. I mean, do we need 60 megapixels as standard? That's why I was saying to him, you know, do you really want to go to the four? You might as well go to the three. But I mean, do, yeah. do, do we do we need it? It's not just that, that is it? Is. It's it's the hardware you need to accompany with it. You need a better exactly. better PC, exactly memory drive. I've been doing a lot of extensive research lately on Sony because I've just switched from Canon to Sony. And I, I looked at the A7R3 and I looked at the A7R4. What's going on with people? And, yeah, Two and down. I, and I, 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 look, I looked at them and I just thought, the file sizes, imagine, imagine I shoot a lot of panos. Imagine the, the, the stress I would put my computer under with an A7R4 and five images stitched together. I can't, I can't see how it would handle it. And you need to upgrade your equipment. It's yeah. as simple as that, isn't yeah. it? And there we have the capitalism, the mm. perpetuation of well. buying and getting. And I can I can see the point of 60 megapixels or, or even 42 megapixels on the A7R3 if you heavily crop a lot or, like, perfect for you with your burden because... Uh, Darren, because if you you can put it on APS-C mode, can't you? The Sony, you can switch, and that's twenty four megapixels on APS-C mode. No, it's eighteen. Is it? Oh, eighteen. Okay, yeah, 18. But, It'd be cheaper for hire an owl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but the A seven three, if I sh- if I shoot that on APS-C mode, that's like ten megapixels. <laughs> so I can see the point. Oh, you done me. <laughs> Done myself. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> like the Canon. What about the, the the Canon? The new Canons. What, what do we think Ooh, about Oh, I fancy those? one of them. Yeah. Oh, You've I... got one in order, haven't you? Oh. <laughs> 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 so, so why have you gone over, to, why, James? You're a perfect example. Why have you switched? I want to move along with the times, and I think. I think the whole, the whole reason, one of the big reasons why we want to improve or in, upgrade, shall we say, is to make life easier for ourselves, in a way. What's yeah. it, what's it going to give you, the new camera? What's it going to give you, your old one? Well, Don't. I'm thinking about using it 
for video as well as stills as well so you've got your in-body stabilization um, it's mirrorless so it's slightly lighter it's less bulky uh, it's got a, a, a new flash processors as well so you've got to bear in mind that I'm using a 2012 uh, 5D Mark III um, so better files uh, Flippy screen, and I might seem complacent, but flippy screen. And I just want to move along with the times, I say. I think one thing I would struggle with now by going back to a DSLR, now I've had my Sony for you know over a year now, is all the information that you can get in the EVF. Yeah, that's great. That is, yeah, yeah. You know, that's if I went back to a DSLR, I would, I would really miss that. And the fact that it gives you an accurate representation of the shot you're going to take. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas if you mm. if you're using a, a mirrored camera. All you can see is that reflection of the mirror out to the world. But if you're looking through the view piece of a, of a, a mirrorless with the EVF, you turn your exposure dial or whatever, you move that and it reflects on the camera exactly what you're going to get. So mm. that's got to be a, a plus. I also as well, I've recently got rid of all my filters. So I'm no longer using filters. So I'm looking yeah. at improved dynamic range as well. Yeah. I've got I've got a chance in life to upgrade my camera. So that's what I'm going to do, take advantage of it. Mm. I think that, but the thing is, James, you make a really good point though, that you, you upgrade into the latest version, but you're eight years behind the curve. You yeah. know, an awful lot of people are upgrading because oh, there's a new one out. I mean, we all know of people who are going, oh, there's a new one out. I, I've only Let's had this it. one nine months. This yeah. I've had this Fuji XT3 for nine months, but there's an XT4. Oh, I must have that, and and I find that kind of laughable but i think when yes. when when you're in in your own personal cycle of upgrading and renewals eight years i think is pretty reasonable yeah yeah, yeah it is yeah yeah i think it's that's like your mobile yeah it's like your mobile phone contracts yeah so. yeah yeah mobile phones are less lifespan i suppose i mean contracts are what two or three years aren't they? so yeah i'm staggered though yeah. i'm staggered that they haven't well not that i know of they haven't put built in com uh and say convalescence, obsolescence, <laughs> built in. You'd be surprised. Yeah, no, I'm surprised they haven't put built in obsolescence into cameras. Not that I've seen. You look at a phone, you know, they're, yeah. they're, programmed, well, well, the, to, they're programmed to fail after a certain amount of time. So yeah, but Gary, the difference with phones is you, you, by and large, you pay for them monthly. With a yeah. camera, you've got to write out a mm. check for, you know, your kid's inheritance. So you need to get some payback on that kind of outlay. But even printers and, and, and things like that, you know, have built in obsolescence, don't they? You know, where, where after a certain amount of time, the chip fires and oh. down the tubes it goes. So is that coming? Do you reckon? Is that just a matter of time before that comes to cameras? I don't know. I love old gear. I, I mentioned earlier about the ZX81. It's you still very, got that? You still got a ZX81? I have Pac-Man. <laughs> He'd only have been about three years old when that came out. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks, David. I had Just one of those, and I was well mature at the time. <laughs> but now the nostalgia. So this going back to the idea of taking a picture and it freezes time. Gear's the same. Don't sell your gear. Keep your gear. Upgrade, but keep your gear. And then yeah, a lot of people years, need to trade it in to finance the next purchase. Yes. That's how. That's if, how they have you. That's how they have you, though, isn't it? That's how it is. And let's let's be honest. A lot of camera gear holds its value, doesn't it? You, yeah. you lenses, lenses, lenses. Yeah. 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 
keep I'll probably up. will flog my 5D 16 three. to 35. 16 to 35. How, how old's that lens now? Eight, nine years old? There's no new 16 to 35, is there? On Canon and Nikon. Hmm. I think it's quite an old lens, that now. I had every intention of, of keeping hold of my 5D Mark III until I realised even even with it being dropped in water, dropped everywhere, that I could still get 600 quid for it. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. 12, what is it, eight-year-old tech. And you can still get, what, how much would it have been new? Two and a half? Two and a half, yeah. So, so a quarter of the value. The thing is, though, Gary, sure, sure as eggs is eggs, they'll punt it on for 850. Yeah, of course, but that, that's just life, isn't it? You've got to accept yeah. that. They give you a price for it, won't they? Yeah. What What's the shuttle count? Do you know? Do you know? Uh, I don't. I didn't measure it. I know no. it was quite low when I got it. It was um, sort of... Oh, did you buy it secondhand? I bought it secondhand from the same company I sold it off to. Right. So, yeah. I, I, it, was, it wasn't much, although I did get a dodgy battery with it, so I had to buy a new can of, a proper Canon battery. But, yeah. I must admit, I mean, I, I can't really comment on photography gear because i'm rubbish at buying it i don't really buy much but the only thing i did buy went obsolete 12 months later but <laughs> I, going back uh, we were talking about uh whether you buy the latest version of whatever's going back in the day i spent a few pennies on a sports car but i waited until because i knew there was a new version coming out and when the new version came out the previous version was was suddenly the price of it fell off a cliff so i snapped one up for a bargain price because there was nothing to choose between them really and i think if you do that with camera gear you can do quite nicely out of it i'll be honest yeah. i was i was begging sony to bring out the a7 IV, but they didn't they brought out the a7s3 and i was thinking come please bring it out yeah. and then that will <laughs> drop the price of the a7 III, but they never did so Unfortunately. Well, I think by bringing out the R5, R6 has perhaps drops the value of the 5D Mark III now as well. Hmm. Possibly. Well, yeah, I'd imagine the EOSR and the EOSRP will drop considerably. Hmm. Yeah. So, James, will you be buying a big cooling fan to go with your... Uh, <laughs> no, that's for the R5. That's for the R5, the 8K. Yeah, it's mine's the R6, so hopefully I won't need one. Touch wood. It does look impressive, I've got to say. I mean, if if you had all the money, you you the R five, what a camera, you know, what a camera just for the eight K video, unbelievable. Not that, not that you can watch it on anything. Exactly, <laughs> I just, it's just not practical. And what yeah. did you say, Gary? Seven hundred mega. What did you say? Seven hundred pound for a one terabyte yeah, memory you, card. You need a one terabyte memory card to record. I think it's twenty or thirty minutes of minutes. of full Brilliant. 10 bit raw yeah 8k and a one terabyte uh, a one terabyte memory card costs 700 quid <laughs> yeah absolutely crazy i always remember pcs 256 megabytes of memory yeah and then they were 500 and then they're a gigabyte now the 25 gig then you got 500 gig then you've got and I remember having a, an Amiga, Commodore Amiga, yeah. and getting a getting a one and a half meg chip in it to yeah. make it run faster. Yes. Wow, it's amazing now. Commodore sixty four did the same. Didn't, uh, didn't uh, yeah. What's Up Boy just put out a video recorded on one of those R five jobbies? He did. Yes. It, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, it's people like that that you know, money, new no object, sponsorships, and all that. <laughs> Flim flam is what it's yeah. aimed at because wasn't his average in he a million it, years. He's had to give it back, hasn't he? 
Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah, it was just a sample that he got given. Uh, But the thing is, though, the interesting thing I find is that your Canon and Nikon, and maybe Canon at the moment, they're closing the gap on such engines and such equipment like RED or high-spec video film producing cameras. So it's quite interesting, although it's ridiculous we're actually getting high quality tech now is flooding down into the mainstream mm. and i think we're in well, the hybrid market times. you mean we're in exciting times where the level of quality is in the hands of the individual oh, to go out your phone. and look create your phone. yeah yeah on 4k on your phone 4K. the same as the editing suites look at look at look at what you can do in after effects for instance now that you can you can produce better quality special effects than they probably could for Jurassic Park when it was first yeah, made. The first one. Yeah, yeah, and you could do it yourself, you know? Mm. Crazy, absolutely crazy. It's an expensive hobby, photography, isn't it? When you think yeah. it, it really is. The amount of money we spend on gear, you know, what you're talking about, two, three, four grand for a camera, probably the same again for a suite of lenses, you know, and then and then tripods, and then if you've got vlogging, then you've got your gimbals and your drones and everything else. It's bloody expensive. You love a set of cameras and lenses for the vlogging. Yeah, but Jamie, I mean, there are plenty of hobbies that are way more expensive that are pretty common, like yachting, snowboarding. Yachts you know, are and, and back in the yeah. day when I had a fancy sports car, Christ, the cameras I could have bought for the price of that thing. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but does, does it make it right when you got a fork out of your bank account? Though does it really? But it, you're oh, right, though. It, it, it is still expensive, you know. When you're when you look at you know a decent, like a decent full frame camera, and then you want a few lenses to go with it. And as you say, it doesn't stop there. Then you're thinking, oh, that's all right. But if oh, memory cards, tripod, you know. And before you know where you are, you can mm. spend whatever you want to spend, can't you? Exactly. Really, on, on photography, it's all proportional, know? isn't it? You can still. Yeah. Get some decent gear, second hand. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely. He's gone. Now. He's gone now. <laughs> Sorry, where where is he, where is he gone? Where is it? Where? Go, it's been going this way for about five minutes. Go I on. think. What? Where? What do you mean? Where we going now? He does. Where are we going, Mally? Go on, James. I love, well, all my gear is second hand, and I pointed this out about you know if you're buying brand new. You can always buy second hand and get professional glass for the price you're paying for brand new stuff. I've bought second hand gear. Do you? A good, yeah. good man, good yeah. guys. I, I love it. Because yeah. you know what? Do you know what it is about buying second hand gear? What I really I've never like? bought second hand. I'm just, do you know what? I've never bought second hand. Have you not? Never. No. No. But I refuse yeah. to buy a brand new car. Always get second hand cars. Yeah. Me too. That's strange, isn't it? Isn't it? My five D three was second hand. My twenty, my seventy to two hundred was second hand. Yeah. My, my A seven R three was second hand. Yeah. My one hundred to you four hundred. You, you're missing out hand. on that new lens smell. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's like the new leather smell in cars, yeah. isn't it? Uh, there's plenty of other smells out there, David. If you could smell me now, darling. <laughs> I think it oh. depends on who you Hi, buy karate. from and, and if you trust. <laughs> <laughs> You're showing your age now, sausage. Like karate. Uh, uh, old Spice. No, but I think it depends where, where you buy your second-hand equipment from and if you trust that retailer. You know, I'm not yeah. trying to promote Wex, but 
I've bought some fantastic <gasps> stuff from, from Wex that are second hand. There's not much discount, is there? There's not much difference. I mean, you compare it to eBay, and that's more of a risk from eBay, but... Next, yeah, see, I don't trust eBay. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but for me, I know that I can take something back to Wex, physically speak to a human over a counter and explain what's wrong. I'm always a bit dubious about shopping online. What about these thing. companies who are set up abroad and you buy, because you can buy new gear from there cheaper or at the same price as you can buy second-hand gear from Wex or MPB? Yeah. I wouldn't trust it. Well, no. okay, so I, I've bought from I've bought from Panamos before. They give you a three-year UK warranty, and I've never I I, had, I bought uh, I bought. Have you read the warranty, Gary? I bought a, well, well, I, I, I bought I bought a brand new uh, seventy to two hundred F four IS from there, and it was it didn't uh, it had a focusing issue, and I and I had it for about two months before because I, I hardly used it. And I went, took it on holiday, and I, I first noticed it when I was in Snowdonia, and then I took it on holiday, and I really noticed. I was like, "There's definitely an issue with this, with this lens." And I sent them an email and said, "Look, I've got a problem with this lens." They said, "Send it back." They sent it back. I said, "Do you want a replacement?" I said, "No, actually, I'll have, just have my money back because I bought a non-IS version secondhand," and they just gave me the money back, no problem. So, and you know, th this new camera I'm buying from E Infinity, and it's it's cheaper. It's cheaper to buy a new A7 III from there than it is to buy uh, a second-hand A7 III from Wex or MPB, mm, and they give well, you and they give you a one-year warranty, which isn't as much, obviously. But um, was that in part X with yours, though? No, no, well, I, separate altogether. Right. Separate, yeah, because MPB only do second-hand gear, so I just yeah. I just sold to MPB and then just used the money to buy a new one from E Infinity. Well, I think the thing is, though, there are a number of grey import companies that people know of, like those ones that you've just mentioned, Gary, that yeah. you you do feel that you can rely on them reasonably well. And, yeah. you know, that if you Google it, you'll find some that you think, ah, no, I'm not taking a chance on that because, you know, super camera hot. Yeah. .co.uk <laughs> it's probably not going to be that cool yeah. but but grey import per se isn't necessarily a, a, a particularly a problem I mean going back to the sports car analogy back in the day I knew plenty of people that had grey import sports cars that, yeah. that they'd spent Tuppence Apeney on and I used to be pig sick because I paid full dealer, UK dealer prices but if you were in the know and you knew which grey imports you could trust why not because it's mm. a really good deal. Exactly. You've opened my eyes. Yeah. Well, I've got no. I've, I've, I've never got, considered it. Yeah, I, I researched. I researched these thoroughly. Someone recommended them to me, and I researched them thoroughly before I even thought about purchasing from them. And I haven't seen. Well, I've seen one negative in about a hundred different reviews, and that's just that's not on like you know Trustpilot and that. That's on camera forums where people have said yeah. you know, and that's where you get the truth. Where people say, well, what do you, yeah, yeah, what do you think about this? And it's all positive. So I was like, well, why not? I get a year's warranty with it. Why not? And how much are you saving, Gail? Uh, what from new? Yeah. About five hundred quid. Well, it's a saving, isn't it? Yeah, it's about five hundred quid. Lens. What's the, what's yeah, the catch? Second hand lens. Why are more people doing it then if it's if, if you can get that much of a saving? I have no idea. I have, well, they're grey imports. So if you if you go to Sony UK and say this has got a problem, they'll say it's a grey import, we're not interested. 
Will it affect your trading price? Uh, uh, quite possibly. Yeah, quite possibly. But I'm more worried about using the camera. It's like I look at it and say, well, if I if I use this camera for the next five years, it's only costing me. It's costing me way less than I would than I would if I was you know renting one out for instance for that and then if it, if it packs up after that or if I can't sell it for as much then I've had my usage out of it yeah but realistically five years down the road the grey import status is irrelevant by then yeah it, it'll make no difference give it a couple of years and nobody give a hoot where you got it from no exactly yeah. exactly mm. so well, they're giving you one year warranty Gary so yeah one year well. warranty they've got a they've got a UK uh, repairs place up in somewhere in Glasgow that, that do all of it if there are any issues and for some of like, I mean, for cameras is one thing, fair enough. People might look and go, great import camera. But the prices on their lenses, you know, for, you're, paying, you're paying the same new for these things as you would pay from a reputable second-hand place. Mm. I, can't I think, see I think the, some, some of these great import companies are getting to the point where they see themselves as making a dent in the mainstream. And yeah. so reputation then becomes really important. And and you know if you're a if there is such a thing a leading grey import company Trust. that yeah exactly Mally you're it's competition competition yeah, so and, and to, so it's like yeah. M, MPB or MBP can't they can never remember which way around that one is MPB. it definitely starts with an M yeah but their their whole thing completely relies on the fact that they're reliable and yeah. the first time someone says oh yeah well it was described as excellent and it bloody wasn't. The, you know, photographers talk to each other yeah. and, and they'll be shot down in flames in no time. And I think what's happening is there are one or two half-decent, like E-Infinity, grey import companies who are catching on to that. It's a really good market. We've tapped into it. Reputation is important. We need a UK service centre. And really, the only downside is that, you know, am I really buying from the right sort of people? Once you get over that, you get a 500 quid good deal. Hey, good upside for us, though, is competition, isn't it? So these people who are big companies, big names, are going to have to start dropping the profits, and then they're going to cry, aren't they? You know, we need these profits. But let's face it, they're making hand over fist profits for a very, very long time, and it's about time they gave it back to the consumer. And still make a profit, I don't deny that people and companies and businesses need to exist and make a profit but we're back to capitalism again yeah i'm gonna say surely we've all brought it back to the consumer haven't they by producing good quality capitalism has to be continuously growing we have to continuously up the to make more all the time and that's from the words of a socialist am i i don't really know (laughs) what i am Oh, I don't even care about anything political anymore. They're all a bunch of lying bastards. Anyway, thank you ever so much for watching this week. Uh, I think we'll call it time there. We've been rambling on for way too long. Hope you guys have enjoyed this week's podcast. Uh, and no doubt... Oh, by the way, actually, I wanted to say something before we go. I know it's carrying on a bit more. Nick Livesey. Nick Livesey's gone pro. Nick Livesey's yes. gone pro. We should mention his website and his new... Um, Snowdonia Adventures um, isn't it undiscovered private yeah undiscovered yes (laughs) (laughs) let's get it right (laughs) should we just put a link down below yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, put put a a link in the show notes if you're going to go if you're going to go to Snowdonia and you want you want to be guided by anyone other than Dave then then Nick's your man so we'll put a link we'll put a link in the description below anyway 
thank you ever so much for watching um and we'll see you all next week goodbye nick see, see, see you there.